Can you find the Series 1 intro music anywhere? Where is it? Or when is it? The 60s, the 60s. Hi, welcome to Brolly Buddies, the podcast in which we talk about the Netflix adaptation of The Umbrella Academy, episode by episode, with me, Mia. And me, Josh. And this week, we are going to be talking about the Series 2 trailer. Some would say Season 2. Also, at the end of the episode, we're going to hear from you, our lovely listeners, with what you think is going to happen in Series 2. Sorry it's taken so long to get this episode out. Some of those messages probably are a little bit old now, but I promise you we listen to them. We plan them into the next episode we did. It just so happens that this is the next episode we did. So, let's go through the trailer and then we'll hear what you all think. Yes, that sounds like a great plan. So, first of all, the trailer opens with... Five lost on his own. Mm-hmm. And then he sees like some Russian Soviets with their tanks and stuff going past. He's like, oh no, what have we done? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I noticed was, and cause, uh, everyone's probably seen the trailer who's listening to this, so we don't have to kind of deep dive it in terms of what happens. But I noticed they're not, I don't think they're wearing the same clothes they wore at the end of season one. Everyone, because everyone except him is looking at this bomb go off. Mm. And Vanya, for example, is definitely not in a suit which was my first thing I noticed. Luther is topless, but then I don't think Klaus is in the same clothes as at the end of series one. And so there's basically all of them except five. And I think all of them, I don't think it's the, them as they left series one. I think it's them at the end of this timeline before five jumps backwards another 10 days to stop it going, to stop it happening. Yes, I agree. So don't think that that's like, oh, they just lack, because there's all of them there, right? But do you think that that is, I just I just thought like they've put that there. This is not something that is like the first thing that happens in the show. They've This is just the way they've they've plopped it together in the trailer. But is what you're saying then that the same thing happens again, like in season one, where you have like the day that never happened sort of thing, where like actually then five goes back again to like round them all up before it gets to that moment yes so I think that I think that what we're seeing I think it's going to start with that kind of like vibe if he lands he's like what's going on and then he sees it happen and then he jumps back or there'll be some yeah he jumps back in some way or whatever and then he meets it because Hazel when he speaks to Hazel we'll get on to that in a second Hazel's all, he was like what was that so either he comes back and Hazel encounters him or Hazel was showing him the future in some way mm. So it's something like that. But I think what we're seeing with the with the kind of rest of them there is that thing that shouldn't happen, hopefully. You know, what effectively we would have seen if we'd seen the apocalypse happen before Five kind of sees the aftermath. You know, like when Five goes back in series one and sees all of them dead. Yes. I think that this is the equivalent of that, but bef- like before they died type thing. Right. So he'd have, this is him seeing them all die and be like, shit, no, jump backwards. Then he has to round them up and stop it from happening. I see. I didn't think he was seeing them die. I also wanted to know, I think we'll we'll probably get into it also when we're actually watching the show, but I found it really interesting. You know, in season one, when he jumps back, like, the, you know, the, the sort of first names he calls, I think, I can't remember, but I feel like it's like Vanya and Ben. And in this one, he's like Luther, Diego, which, you know, an interesting change. I wonder why that is. I feel like that's going to be, because this is him straight after that, thing where he's basically calling the, the quote leaders. unquote leaders which mm. we can all take problems with anyway as I mentioned 
there's another little cheeky bit that's dropped in there, which is, we see an old man Hazel. Old man Hazel with no Agnes. And I wrote that. <sighs> that was honestly one of my first reactions in the trailer was just, there's a lot going on here, but my main thought is where's Agnes? Because as we all know, she's my favourite. Do you think this is like he's popped forwards or something to be like, by the way, please don't let the world end because I'm mm. happy. Then he pops back to Agnes. <gasps> if I he mean, can time travel, man, he doesn't have to worry about it, right? I hope so. He did. They did escape with the case and that's why he's there, isn't it? That's yeah. why. But uh, I don't know, like, because how does he know? How does he know when the world is going to end? Is this coming from the commission? Is this... So, I have got... Do you know the date that is mentioned, November 25th, 1963? Yeah. That is the date of Kennedy's funeral. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because he was assassinated on the 22nd. Yeah. Yeah, so the 25th is... So they're like, oh, the world ends on November 25th, 1963. Mm. That was the day that Kennedy was... Had his funeral. Was (laughs) Was funeralised. Was funeralised. Also important to note, we're in Dallas. Yep. So that's 10 days earlier. This is important because... Dallas was comics volume two. And the whole plot of the second comics was based around by... Well, actually, we were introduced to... uh, the comics version of the commission in that one so there's some crossover which you mentioned in the last series of the podcast but actually so it's about them stopping the world blowing up so it's quite complicated without going into like the details of the comics too much without spoilers basically in the comics you actually start with the default timeline Kennedy doesn't get assassinated and the problem we get there is that he then gives for whatever reason all of the nuclear bombs or the nuclear codes to Hargreaves and then when Hazel and Chacha come to like interrogate them and find out where Five is to stop him changing the future they are the ones that actually end up triggering all of the bombs which blow up the world therefore ending it therefore the timeline we all live in as people in this world where Kennedy was assassinated is the one that they try and achieve so that he can't give the codes to Hargreaves and therefore Hazel and Chacha can't blow up all circular, always time traveling, sci-fi and fantasy is like that. But I find it very interesting that we're going back to Dallas. I'm glad they're sticking with that. That makes me excited potentially for series three because series three of the comics is very exciting. Not seriously, volume three of the comics is very exciting. Volume three is Hotel Oblivion, right? Yes. Oh, it's I don't that, that won't fit in, but it's wild. It's great. Um, should we talk about the characters? Yeah, let's do it. Who do you want to start with? I mean, do we want to start with Klaus? Yeah, the order that they appear in. Yes. The names. Yes. Well, I mean, I feel like uh, this This is almost presented like this is where Klaus is meant to be. It's He's like in his element, not in a healthy way, I would say. Um, but he appears to have uh, created a cult. Um, I don't know if this was an intentional thing. I feel like he got into like some very kind of hippie vibes and started talking about the world ending. I don't really know how cults start, to be fair. I probably need to do some research on this. I know that Danny Wallace accidentally started a cult. Really? Yeah, there's a book about it. Danny Wallace is a UK writer and journalist. He wrote Yes Man, which is famous. Yeah, he, the film he, which then starred Jim Carrey. Yeah, but uh, Danny Wallace did it where he just put a post up in a news thing saying like, do you want to join a cult? Or something like, oh, I didn't even call it a cult. And he accidentally formed this like group of people that all just like started, that became like a cult. Not like a creepy cult, just like a, here's a group of people. It's like, would you like, I can't remember what it was. It was definitely, there was a book about it. My dad had it. Um, maybe we can get your dad on to talk about it. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, so the only thing that I noticed here, which I thought was vaguely problematic, mm-hmm. is that the cult leader vibe that he's got seems very based in the Western adoption of Indian spiritualism. Mm-hmm. And the vibe he's got is the kind of like yogi guru type thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a little bit like, I hope they reference that or deal with it so because it is very much cultural appropriation for a white man to take on all those things in order to start a cult mm-hmm. and then be like this messiah figure yeah i i think that i mean i mean there's also the general problematic nature of cults right and how yeah know... but i think like there's the cult there's a problematic nature of cults and there's problematic nature of cults where you're setting the leader up based on another culture yeah 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 exactly there's there's basically what i'm saying is there are there are a few layers of uh of bad here yeah um which hopefully they'll handle. Yeah. I feel like and it's something which hopefully we'll mention more as the series goes on and we're going to try and talk about it kind of more maybe on social media and stuff. But obviously this is set in the 60s and as I was about to actually bring this on to Alison, um, I feel like the civil rights movement is going to be a massive part of this one, mm-hmm. which obviously at the moment is extremely important like mm-hmm. for us to acknowledge. It's also very important for us to acknowledge as well that we are both two white middle-class British people and therefore our experience of these things is very different and so we're going to try and handle these subjects with sensitivity and as much care as we can but like I said we'll, we'll talk about that maybe as the series goes on and we'll share some links to various bits of resources some of the ones which we've been like trying to read around in advance and a variety of other things but it's um, can be really important that as we watch this we all remember that this is not just a plot point Yes. This is this is a lived experience and a real real issue still. Yeah. And whilst we get there though, the first of our new characters. Mm-hmm. Raymond. Yes, played by Yusuf Gatewood, mm-hmm. who we recognised at least from Good Omens. And yeah, I, I get the thing he's gonna be a civil rights leader of some form. Yeah, but he was described in his sort of original character bio when they first teased these new characters as a natural born leader. Um and he certainly seems to kind of be playing that role almost for for Alison. I think in the sense that I think Alison is re- is going to be a really interesting one for her because literally we leave her at the end of season one with like literally no voice. She can't speak. She's kind of had this this journey through season one of being like quite powerful, being a celebrity. Also, obviously, her literal power of being able to control things, manipulate things around her. And then she loses all of that and then she's seems to be, you know, she's sent back to the 60s at a time where the discrimination that she will be facing as a black woman or woman of colour is much more overt and explicit. And I think that's going to be a very different situation for her. And then, yeah, so it seems like her relationship with Raymond is going to be very important in that aspect and I don't know do you think there's going to be some romance there because the thing is is he's also described as a devoted husband in that original character bio so it's either unless there well exactly so it's either no no it's just a relationship you know that you may have with someone or potentially you know so maybe we'll come on to this later but um it doesn't seem like they have all arrived at the same point in time so maybe you know this is something maybe this is like a few years into Alison's kind of new 60s life and she's got married who knows maybe yeah. not 
Yeah, because I think it's also, I also find it interesting that like she'd been healed. Yeah. So that uh, as well, for people who haven't read the comics, that actually requires the commission in the comics. Like they have, Fife has to make a deal for Alison um, to basically get her voice back in exchange for them helping the commission or whatever and doing various things. So it's interesting. I wonder how they're going to have that happen. Maybe when they go back, my one thought I had was maybe they go back as children and they literally live their lives. Maybe. I don't think... Because then it would be 10 years or something, right? You can imagine it being like 10 years. They go back to maybe like 14, 15, 10 to 15 years later. Hmm. Then I will see. Um, on to Luther. Also, I'm just going to add a quick note. Some people think we're very negative about this show. <laughs> I was going to come on to this later, but um, go on. We're just British, so we approach things. Things you enjoy and things you like are probably open to more criticism than um, things you don't like because you don't care about things you don't like. Yeah. Um, but on that note, I will continue to be annoyed at Luther as a character <laughs> because I do find him obnoxious and annoying. I do not like controlling leader-type alpha male men, especially ones who are so obsessed with the moon and make so many mistakes in pursuit of being, quote-unquote, a leader. You know, potentially... I he causes the apocalypse by mistreating Vanya, but let's not get onto that in the series. <laughs> um, but the only thing we see of him is that he's a bare-knuckle boxer. Yeah, a bit boring, really. No, yeah, maybe it'll be more interesting too, but he's gone back, punched a few people. Well done. Do we think he's going to get a redemption arc this series? Eh, maybe. <laughs> I would hope so. Oh, they can't have gone back as children. Mm. Because he wouldn't be a he wouldn't be a hairy man. You're so right. There we go. Solve that one. Onwards to um, Ben. Real, real quick, I was going to say also on Luther. You know I hate violence. I do not like to see it. But you know what I do like to see? Luther getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> in slow motion. In slow motion. Yeah. It's not real, so it's fine for me to enjoy it, right? Yeah, and also if you have if you you know if you if you if you take umbrage, if you don't like our criticisms of Luther please feel free to visit the link on our Twitter page and send us a voice note telling us that we're wrong and explaining why, because dissenting voices are welcome. Change my mind, I dare you. Change my mind. <laughs> um, ben, using a car. Interesting. I didn't yeah. notice this. Yeah, because he's definitely still a ghost because we get that whole line like a little bit later on in the trailer where they're like, oh, did Ben come back? And Klaus is like, mm, turns out ghosts can't time travel. <laughs> that is one of my favourite moments in the trailer. Um, I just wonder whether I wonder whether this is Ben with Klaus mm-hmm. like we're seeing it as if Ben's on his own but I wonder if Ben because we also see them like having a little scrap at one mm-hmm. point where they like reconnect also Ben's clothes don't change so maybe he's gone back slightly differently etc etc but I wonder if it's like him and Klaus in a car and therefore he's able to manifest enough to open the mm-hmm. car door whereas if he was on his own he probably wouldn't he, like he's clearly tied to Klaus right yeah so that, I mean, that might be literally like the bit that precedes that fight because that's like on a road now yes. out of a car, isn't it? So it would kind of make sense. Glad to see him though. Do you love a bit of Ben? Yes, me too. Especially just in men's social media is arguably the best. Oh yeah. Out of, out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, depends what you like really. I don't, I can't believe he doesn't have TikTok. He basically uses Instagram as TikTok he is does. my feeling. But he, Yeah. Anyway, this is not about just in men. <laughs> this is about the Umbrella Academy. I thought the Umbrella Academy was Justin Min. No? Okay, no, we'll move on. We'll move on. Go, Diego. 
I think he's, he's in a, an asylum, psychiatric yeah. hospital. Right, so we see Diego and we're also introduced to another new character, Lila. Lila. Lila or Lila? Oh, I don't know, actually. It could be Lila. Lila? Lila? We'll see. Um, She's played by... They are played by... I don't I mean, actually know. No. I'm going to go for the gender neutral term. They are played by Ritu Arya. She was apparently in hit in humans I saw on like on the article where I was like double checking like who played who, but I personally recognise her from the last series of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. where she played a Time Lord. Doctor Who's a whole other kettle of fish, man. Watch that. Listen to a different podcast about it because we're not in any way qualified to go into it. But yeah, in an asylum or something of some kind, which kind of lines up because her character description was that she was as insane. As or... clinically and insane as as the situation requires, I think it was. And this certainly seems to be, quote unquote, clinical insanity in that, you know, they've been like institutionalised. Yeah. I wonder why he was institutionalised as well. Uh, do you know what? Okay, so here's my theory which is probably the most obvious one, so it's probably not this, but he goes back in time. We know what Diego's like. He was probably like, I've travelled in time, the world's going to end. And like, rather than with Klaus, where he managed to like get a cult around him, which I, which seems to be maybe some kind of end of the world cult, everyone was like, whoa, this man's crazy. Probably because he's not, you know, a white man. I was about to say that, actually. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It could, it could be that. It could be something entirely different. It could be a whole like mission thing. But do we think that's where he meets... Lila, Lila. So I actually have something which, <clears throat> once we get to move to the end of the characters, I want to bring up mm. something that Diego says, actually. Um, so maybe I'll bring it up again after we've finished talking about Vanya. But mm-hmm. um, we see Vanya with Sissy. Yes. Who is played by... Marin Island. Yes. Who we know from... I'm saying we. Sneaky maybe Pete. Maybe Sneaky Pete, from, <laughs> based on what we, what we personally have watched. What we, Mia and Josh. Yeah. Now, do you think that this will be... A lesbian relationship. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I would love to see that story. I would love to see how it plays out, especially as Vanya's character development. Hopefully it's like a, a, a case of it kind of being like her character realising who, who she really is rather than being like, oh, this person is showing me affection, so I'll just like go with them. So, mm. But no, I think that's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great one to see, especially with her coming to terms the powers. In fact, this is arguably the biggest development, I think in terms of like a character it's somebody realising they've got powers and they've gone through that traumatic event and going back all these different things at once it'd be great to see how it, how it turns out either way it seems like Sissy is providing that kind of like nurturing relationship that she just hasn't had yeah her whole life very much interesting as well that she okay like regardless of let's ignore the potential for uh, a romantic relationship there I was interesting that she's called Sissy, which obviously is like sister. Um, and there's the, you know, the, the, one of the strong sort of themes, I suppose, was that that sister relationship between Vanya and Alison in the last season um, and what happened there and got to a, a good place at the end. Kind of, well, yeah. But um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting and probably not coincidental. Yeah, I'd not really thought about that. It's a really good point about kind of like sister and stuff which maybe maybe it doesn't need to be a lesbian relationship maybe it's just about having a not everything needs to be romantic I don't know I'm just I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how it goes and I just hope it's like a good relationship with Anya mm-hmm. as a character now coming on to my kind of thing I was going to say about like we were saying you know why is he in an asylum or why are they where they are Diego says everything in our new lives is linked to the plot to kill JFK 
Does he say new lives? I heard whole lives, but you're new probably lives. right. That I thought he said new sense. lives. So it's, and then I was thinking, ah, who set this up? Mm. Is it they've been placed back by particular forces in some way? Did Hazel interfere with the time travel to place them back? And that's why he's able to tell Five, you need to fix this thing. Or is it the commission getting involved and trying to spread things out? Or is it time trying to reset itself? Because because it could be, for example, the commission of uh, forced time to change to a timeline where the world ends, but time itself doesn't want that. So time as a force kind of pushes them to the right place. Who knows? I'm really intrigued by that um, and how that might turn out and what that might mean, like bigger forces, grander forces. Uh, and I guess now is a good time to mention the commission. We see a little bit more of them in this trailer. I'm really happy to see... The first one to talk about is uh, Carmichael. Mm-hmm. So the handler... I thought the handler was taking the role of Carmichael in series one. I thought they'd been like, oh, we can't do a fish. We'll do a woman instead. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the usual thought process. Can't do a fish, do a woman instead. Um, that's why we exist. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but it's good to see that. So Carmichael is a highly intelligent goldfish who I believe in the comics is like a steampunk body that he uses to get around. Don't know how that will turn out in this, but it's interesting to see maybe that's this higher power the handler wasn't really in charge of the commission at all. Mm-hmm. She was just uh, middle management. And I think she, didn't she say like, oh, you're going to have it worse or something? Or, I can't remember the exact wording, but she definitely was like, oh, it's, it's, it's out of my hands now or something like that. Like implying that some higher force at the commission was going to get involved. We also see series two's equivalent of his and Cha-Cha. Mm. in the Swedes mm-hmm. I want to note one thing on this I, we mentioned it briefly on Twitter a while ago but one of them looks like um, I the Milkman or Milkman who was in a Young Animals DC crossover that's not going to be the same character because this is a different comic book universe Dark Horse, I don't believe that DC on Dark Horse comics but it's also unlikely because uh, I believe in that world that was a 1950s like dystopian like alternative universe and the milkman was superman so mm. i don't think they're going to introduce superman anytime soon because that is literally yeah it's not going to happen but yeah. i i did find it interesting they've included that as like a thing maybe i'd have to look back through the comics maybe there's a milkman in in hotel oblivion yeah maybe in that one but i can't remember it though here's these three swedes i mean honest i initially thought it was the two swedes and then this separate milkman but then they do seem to be all together of yeah, a, of a hard, type so it's hard to say and yeah then we've got the final big reveal at the end right character wise are you talking about Reggie we see Reggie and we also see baby Pogo baby Pogo <laughs> little baby Pogo oh so cute yeah so I wonder how that's going to work out where they go back and they speak to Hargreaves oh is Hargreaves the one pulling the strings no because he doesn't know about their powers but does he only go get them in the future because of this well, it could be. That's why you only get seven of them. Because yeah, they're the yeah, ones yeah. Who come back? Who knows? They're the ones who come back and explain to him because that's that scene, isn't it? When they're in the little bar or whatever, and they're all explaining to him, or Diego's explaining. Who is it? Five's explaining. One of them explaining, explaining all their powers to Mister Hargreaves, um, who is a, a younger man at this point. Must also have his umbrella shop now, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be really interesting. That would explain why he was able to find them. Yes. In like these really weird locations, right? But how? But would they have known where they were originally from? I feel like they would have done. Maybe. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense in a weird, like, weird time travel way. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be really interesting to see how it ties in. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess, are you excited for Series 2 then, based on the trailer? And all these characters? Am the... I? Um, yeah, I'm really excited. It looks like there is going to be plenty of fighting. And um, it looks like there's also going to be a lot of like the ladies like taking no shit from the boys, which yes. I'm very down with. Lots of new characters, lots going on. It, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I think, like, do we think this whole... We know episode one is called Right Back Where We Started. Is that because, again, it's like, we've got 10 days to stop the apocalypse? I think it's that. Yeah. So it's kind of like a rerun of, of that story, but with all these other layers and in a very different context. But again, like, they're all split up, having to come back together again. Maybe, like, drawn back together to Reginald in whatever way that is. So I think that's going to be a really interesting, like, parallel to... Yeah. So I think that we'll go to a quick break and we'll come back with your uh, messages for us. So, yeah, we'll see you after the break. Okay, let's see who is first in the mailbag. Burly buddies, hello. I'm Jet and I'm from the Philippines. What I'm really looking forward to is if Benny's uh if Benny's alive, if they are still kids or are they adults after the time travel. I mean, everything about the show is just great. And you know, I'm just so excited about all of it. Can't wait. As we all know, um, at the final moments of the last episode of the first season, we see the Hargreaves turn back as teenagers again. So what I'm wondering for season two is, are they going to be using more of the kids or the adults? Because I really want to see more of Klaus, of Allison, of Vanya, and everyone else. Because... You know, they, they, it's just such a good combination. So I'm really looking forward to it. Once again, this is Jet. Thank you for listening, Broly. Thanks for your message, Jet. Um, so, yeah, obviously this was done pre-trailer, so we kind of maybe have some of the answers to some of your kind of questions or things you're looking forward to now. Is Ben alive? I mean... I don't think he's alive, but he's definitely present in season two, which is great. Yeah, so he's he's there, but he's also it's dead. I mean, he's explicitly referred to as a ghost. But, you know, potentially sometimes more corporeal. Yes, more corporeal than he was in season one. Yeah. Kind of alive. Yeah. Uh, and I guess with regards to the kids, it'd be interesting to see if we do see more of them. Maybe, as we were saying in the first half, maybe they go back as kids and they live their lives, or... Or do we... I mean... Oh, no, cause it's weird, because this is before they were born. Yeah. We also don't see them in the trailer at all. Not that they necessarily would have to be, but... I'm sure there'll be some sort of flashbacks. It certainly seems like the focus will be on the adults. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jet. Let's hear the next message in the mailbag. Hi, my name is Rachel Oliver. I'm from upstate New York, and I just wanted to say that I love the podcast. Can't wait for season two, and I can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Uh, I woke up five minutes this morning before the trailer dropped, and I was like, phew, I made it. Um, So here are a couple things. Loving the cult leader look for Klaus. Fantastic. He's my favorite. Him and Ben. 
that moment on the road between them gave me life. It just made me so happy. And five, love the fact that he's still wearing the bowling shoes. I find that hilarious. Um, great dog job with the continuity too. Um, and him and the axe, I ship it. Um, cannot wait to see what the hell that means. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. You're awesome. And July 31st cannot come fast enough. Bye. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for your wonderful, kind words. That is very, it's made me smile yes. in this, in this dark pandemic time. It warms our hearts. So yeah, thank you so much. Cult leader Klaus, you mentioned a little bit of this. It definitely is a look that suits him, but hopefully that it's something that they can be dealt with without worries around cultural appropriation. But I agree, it's definitely a good look. The long hair and the beard definitely suit Robert Sheehan. I also loved the Klaus and Ben fight in the road, the road scene. That was amazing, partly because it's another moment of seeing Ben in being able to like physically manifest and like let out some of that frustration that he just holds for so long, like with Klaus, not not uh, behaving perhaps as he should. It's also very, it felt like a very brotherly thing, which so brotherly. is something which you don't see them really as a family. Apart mm. from, you only ever see the negative family traits in them, not the like positive ones. Yeah. Um, I didn't even notice Five's bowling shoes. I didn't. I feel really bad. Good eye. You, that was a great spot. But that is also, yeah, excellent continuity. I love that they've carried that through because I remember like in the last season finding it so funny that they were still wearing like bowling shoes at that end moment. Um, so it's really nice that they have carried that through as well. Uh, yeah, and then the axe. I mean, it's, yeah, there was only a brief moment in the trailer, but I actually, I didn't, we didn't comment on this, but one of the things that I do remember from the initial promo shots was obviously he had a lot of blood on his face. Mm. And I was like, oh, his face is all messed up. Maybe the time, I was, I kept thinking, like, maybe it's the time travel, like, destroyed his face in some way, like, because he was trying to carry more people than usual. But maybe it was just him axe murdering someone. Mm-hmm. That does, it does look kind of like axe splatters, doesn't it? Which is a little bit grim. It's a little bit grim. Mm. Anyway, thank you very much, Rachel. And thank you so much for your kind words. Now let's hear the next one. This looks so good. Although my major question is, is that a person with a fish in a goldfish bowl as their head? Anyway, young Hargreaves, exciting. And Klaus as a cult leader, which is everything I never knew I needed. Really can't wait. It looks really good. That was a message from Caesar. And Caesar, let me tell you, yes, yes, it is a person with a fish for a head in a goldfish bowl. Called Carmichael. Called Carmichael, as we spoke about earlier. So hopefully you now know that and we do not need to continue talking about it. Apart from that, yeah, it looks pretty wacky, right? I'm also enjoying how much everyone is loving Klaus. As a, I mean, I think what I think is clear is that Klaus in season two could have done almost anything. <laughs> As long as he was present, people would be like, oh, everything I needed was Klaus as insert role here. Do you know what I think it is as well? I think it's literally like the fact that after season one, like people just loved Klaus so much. There basically already was a Klaus cult. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Um, so it's kind of like, what's that thing? Art mirroring life or whatever. <laughs> Art reflecting life. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Young Hargreaves, also very exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's Young not- Hargreaves, but he's also <laughs> quite an old man, like, old-looking man still. He's just no longer as grey. Yeah, he's not as old as he was, but he's still, like, you know, he ain't, he ain't a young man there. Just younger. 
Um, but anyway, thank you for your message, Caesar. And we are also super excited. It looks so, so, so good. Let's go to our next message. So the next message is from Donna from London, who may or may not have a familiar relationship to one or more of the presenters. Hi, I've just watched the trailer for Umbrella Academy season two, and it looks so exciting. Wow. It looks like Klaus is going to have some great lines. I really want to know what's going to happen. What have they done? The end of the world again. Looking forward to the podcast by Mir and Josh too. Roll on July the 31st. Enjoy everyone. Bye. Thank you for your message, mum. I mean, Donna. Uh, yeah, that is my mum. Um, <laughs> uh, who is a big fan of the show. So thanks for listening and sending us a message. Uh, I mean, we've already talked about all the Klaus love, but he is definitely going to have, he always has some of the best lines, I think. Although I think he's going to have some competition this season. We've seen some strong, strong contenders from Lila or Leela. We have not established this yet. And um, also Alison. I don't know if it counts when she's like rumoring Diego to punch himself in the face, but it's kind of a favorite line from the trailer. So, yeah, it's going to be um, really interesting to see how it goes. And also, yeah, uh, yeah. what what have they done? I keep thinking actually, genuinely, since since recording that first part, I keep thinking like, how did they cause to? How did what did they do to cause Russia to invade? Yeah, we kind of didn't actually talk about what was what was where it looks like was happening plot wise in terms of the apocalypse that they're trying to avert. We talked about the comics. So it's very much like a Russia invading. They must have not killed JFK. Could be the Cuban Missile Crisis is related to JFK. I don't know. I don't know. Well, thank you, Donna. <laughs> um, and then we've got one last message. Hi, Broly Buddies. I'm a listener from Australia and I really wanted to say that I love your podcast. Um, my predictions for season two are that the Academy get to live out a few years leading up to 1963 that explain like Raymond, Allison's new partner in Klaus's cult. Um, I think the family will meet old Fi before he got time travelled and got stuck in his 13-year-old body. Um, I believe that Hazel and Agnes may have been able to live out their years together because he looks significantly aged up. But I do want to know why he's still in what looks to be his commission attire because I thought he'd separate himself from that. Um, as for my hopes for season two, I really like I really like to see Five reunite with Dolores. I think that would be really cute. I can't wait for Lila to kick some serious ass, and I'm wishing, hoping that Sissy and Vanya are a couple. But um, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for all your work. I hope you're staying safe and well, and I can't wait for season two. Bye. Wow, thank you so much. So much there. That was uh, O from Australia. And yeah, a lot. A lot to think about, like some really great points there as well. Um, One of the ones that I really liked was I really liked the idea of the meeting old five. Mm I'd not thought about that. I'm trying to remember how old five was old old five. Did did he time travel before shooting JFK? Maybe. And I was going to say, actually, I forgot to say earlier, but there's a bit in the trailer, you know, where um, it's the bit where Diego's like, in our new lives, everything seems to be revolving around the president's assassination. And in that, they showed a clip of like a sniper scope, um, which really reminded me of that like five flashback commission time thing. Yeah. So it could be like related to that. But also in the sniper scope, it looked like it was Luther and five. So maybe it was... Young five. I don't know. Yeah. And then we've got five and Dolores. I mean, I feel like Dolores wasn't manufactured yet. So five, sadly, unless he... 
No. I somehow feel like Five and Dolores are over, which is really sad for Five. Maybe good for Five. Probably probably for the best for probably him. for the best. Um, and then, yeah, we've also got, like, Lila. Yeah, I think she's going to be a really great character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also... I think we needed someone to replace Patch in mm-hmm. terms of, like, kicking Diego up the ass now just, and again. Just, so, like, speaking, like, truth to him and not taking his shit. Exactly. He's, like, self-pitying. I'm so hard done by because I'm not the leader, but I'm also still going to act like a leader sometimes kind of nonsense. Um, and then, yeah, and then also come back to Sissy and Vanya and hoping they're a couple. Mm-hmm. I hope so too. <laughs> yes, it would be great to see. Um, and also, you know, if if that's a, a storyline for Vanya as well, it brings like her journey in season one into a whole new light and her, her discovering her powers and prior to that having had to like keep them hidden and, you know, not not be herself and not, have her true identity out just takes on a whole new meaning yeah it really um, does which you know would be really interesting um and it's one of those things i think as well that like sci-fi is really good at doing yeah definitely um so it'll be nice to see one thing we skipped over there josh uh never skip over agnes and hazel please I'm, I'm how sorry. dare you uh i agree i've already said this i've talked about her too much but i would love if they have managed to have like long happy lives together and again, I didn't even notice that detail. I wasn't even thinking about Hazel being in his commission attire, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that is why he kind of has all this knowledge. He's He's got back in with the commission somehow for some reason. Maybe he does it because Agnes has died and he's like, I need Agnes back. And I don't know. I mean, I could theorize about this for much longer than I imagine most people would want to hear about. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there. Anyway, that's the last of the messages we have in the mailbag. If you're listening to this and you want to share your thoughts and feelings and ideas with us, the link to share that is on our Twitter page. Mm -hmm. Also to say that this series is going to be slightly different in terms of our format. We're going to binge watch all of series two when it comes out. And then we'll do a kind of general summary episode of the podcast, maybe two, depends on how much we've got to say. And then from then we will do each episode as a kind of re-watching episode. But there might be some spoilers because we're going to talk about things in the context of the whole series rather than what we did last time, which was trying to guess what's going to happen. So slight difference from us, but hopefully it'll work for you. It's definitely going to work for me because I don't want to wait 10 weeks to get to the end of the series. Oh my God, that would be horrible. And also just another little quick thank you to everyone who's left us a review. We really appreciate it. Even the person who thinks that we hate the show, we don't. We really love it. We are maybe just very British. Also, I wanted to say as well that there are other podcasts doing the Umbrella Academy. Yep. So one podcast who are currently doing a rewatch of season one and podcasting about it is Black Girl Nerds. They do lots of great nerdy things which is wonderful so do check them out and give them a listen if you want to if you if if we are not enough of your umbrella academy fix and if you like listening to us and you want us to get fancy special guests or any of the other things that only come with podcast fame and notoriety remember to leave us a review and a rating on itunes and share the podcast and our tweets with all your friends So if you're looking for those tweets that Josh has asked you to share, uh, or if you just want to follow us, get in touch with us, see what we're up to, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brolly Buddies. And you can even email us at 
brollybuddies at gmail.com had to think for a minute there and of course don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and you will get the new episode as soon as it's released hopefully in about a week until then bye, bye.